0: The scribes and the chief priests sought to lay hands on him at the very hour for they perceived that he had told this parable against them, but they feared the people. So they watched him and sent spies who pretended to be sincere that they might catch him in something he said so as to deliver him up to the authority and jurisdiction of the governor. So they asked him, teacher, we know that you speak and teach rightly and, and show no partiality, but but truly teach the way of God is it lawful for us to give tribute to Caesar or not? But he perceived their craftiness and said to them, show me a Daenerys. Whose likeness and inscription does it have? They said, Caesar's. He said to them, then render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. And they were not able in the presence of the people to catch him in what he said, but marveling at his answer, they became silent. Good morning, everyone. It's Good to see you on this Sunday morning once again, and we um, welcome especially um, Aiden. I don't know if I could see him here. I mean, he's in the hospital still. Uh, Let's continue to pray for Aiden and pray for um, Song's recovery as well, that the Lord would bless them and keep Aiden healthy um, during this time. So we welcome him, and I'm sure Elias is a proud brother right now, and Bryant and Sharon are proud uncle and aunt Anu once again so brothers and sisters we come to this passage in luke chapter 20 verse 19 and we see that the scribes and the pharisees are not liking jesus jesus just told them basically listen you are the the, the, ten the tenants at the vineyard and this vineyard was given by the Lord for you to tend, but you Pharisees and scribes did not tend the, vin- you tended the vineyard for yourselves. You tended the vineyard for your own gain, and you did not give back glory to the Lord. You did not give back the share that God wanted you to give to the Lord. And the Pharisees and the scribes started to notice that Jesus was judging them that they were not the leaders that they were called to be, to guide the people of Israel in truth, to guide the people of Israel in worship to the Lord himself. So during this time, these Pharisees and scribes were, were trying to find a way to entrap in Jesus. They wanted to get him arrested. They wanted to get him out of the way. So they walked around with him, pretending to to listen and pretend to be uh, people who really wanted to to learn from Jesus. But deep in their heart, their only intention was evil. Trying at every moment to, to figure out perhaps a question to entrap him or try to use his words against him as well. So before we get into this passage a little bit deeply, we need to understand the, the historical context of what is happening. We know at this point that the Roman Empire has taken over um, the, the Palestine area. The Jewish nation was no longer independent, but they were sort of like a vassal state to the Roman Empire. And the Roman Empire would set up their own governors, or can we say kings, over Israel to rule on behalf of of the Roman empire. And in this time and days, we we saw that King Herod was was the ruler of that time. Now, during this time, they would collect a, a poll tax every year, one day's wage. And this tax was not something that the Israelites liked pay i know that you don't like to pay your taxes no no one really likes to pay their taxes but this poll tax was pretty low compared to now it's only one day's wage imagine if you only had to pay one day's wage of tax today right and and the people of israel understood that this tax money that they were paying was going to the roman empire and that this tax that the roman empire was was receiving They knew it was used to simply continue to to oppress Israel and to uh, keep them down in many ways. So this tax was not favorable to them at all, but they knew that they had to pay it. Now, during this time, um, as, as the Jews and the scribes are looking to entrap Jesus, they decide to ask this question. Now, in the Matthew account, Matthew chapter 22, we get a little bit more detail. That it's not simply the scribes and the Pharisees were there, but the Herodians were there as well. In other words, the, the people who were under King Herod, uh, who was under the Roman Empire. And so these were sort of representatives of the state, representatives of the empire. So you had to represent the empire st- there listening to what Jesus is saying and then you had the pharisees and the scribes there and the masses as well and the pharisees and the scribes decided to ask a question to try to entrap Jesus have you ever been in a situation like this where you know that people ask you questions not in order not honestly and not in order to to really Come to an understanding about something but they simply ask you a question just to ask you a question just to make you look foolish they want you to to look stupid in front of them in front of people around you well they might ask a simple question like well not a simple question but a difficult question like well why does God allow suffering answer me that or they might ask you know how many Angels can dance on the head of a pin. Or, if God is so big, can he make a rock that he can't move? Now, when you hear the tone of those questions from a lot of people, you know they're not looking for an answer. They're looking to entrap you. And oftentimes, we as Christians, we, we really have two choices. We we have the choice to try to answer them according to their folly as as Proverbs says, lest they become wise in their own eyes, or not to answer them so that we don't look foolish as well. For the most part, most of us don't seek to answer those questions because we're not versed in how to answer that, and and our heart hasn't come to a complete understanding of God's role of suffering, or our heart hasn't come to a a peaceful solution and understanding about God being God himself and, and having nothing that has created him and and he himself being self-sustaining in all things and jesus was wise too there were times he didn't answer but this is not one of those times jesus perceived well what they were asking you see the pharisees were hoping that jesus would say either yeah you need to pay the tax. You need to pay the tax. We're here to to uh, to to um, uh, to submit ourselves to the government fully, and in so doing, enraging the people because the people will be saying, "What do you mean to, to, that we need to pay this? That we we need to pay this tax? Those who are oppressing us?" those who have taken our temple, those who are, are taking away our way of life. And he wanted to incite the Jewish people. They wanted to incite the Jewish people against Jesus. On the other hand, if Jesus answered in such a way and said, hey, you don't need to pay the taxes. We're here to just worship God. That These Jewish, these, this taxes is it's not lawful. Well, they were hoping that the Herodians would hear it and that they would report back to King Herod, report back to the Roman empire, and they would have Jesus arrested for for rebelling against the empire. And so this was a trap that they laid out for them, either get the people to riot against Jesus or get the Herodians to riot against Jesus himself. But Jesus answered this question in a very unique way. Jesus asked, and give. Jesus said to them, "Give me the coin. Show me a denarius. Whose likeness and inscription is on here?" Now this is very interesting because the image is Caesar, and the inscription on that was the the divine priest. You see, Caesar had seized upon what was happening in the area of Palestine and had declared himself as a divine priest, a divine being, someone to be worshiped. And you can imagine Jesus holding this up and showing the people that, look at this. Even though it is something that is totally against perhaps what what, what we believe, that only God is God alone. Needless to say, because of this image that is here, that because this coin belongs to Caesar, Render to Caesar what is Caesar. But then he adds in something different. And to God, the things that are God's. There are a couple of things, two things here in particular, that I want you to understand. Jesus is saying here that we are to obey the local government, the civil government that God has set up. That even though this coin is blasphemous in many ways, even though we do not worship Caesar, though Caesar wants to be worshipped as a God, because we live under that authority, and even though that authority was ill-gained over us, We are still to render to Caesar what is Caesar's. It means we pay our taxes. It means we give to the government what they ask for. They lived in a time where we, they had basically a a dictatorship. Let's just put it, let's just put it that way. They were vassals. And they had no choice. But they gave to the government what the government asked. This was a government that oppressed Christians, that threw them in jail. This was a government that tried, that successfully in many ways, um, massaged the Jewish people and got them on their side, the leaders, in order to suppress the Jewish nation and to gain as much wealth and resources from that. And Jesus tells them to submit to that. In our day and age, there is quite a difference between where they live and where we live. We do submit to the government. We must submit to the choices that they have, the laws that they have uh, um, enacted but there's a difference from where we live and from where they live. Is that in a democracy, we are part of of the government. We have the right to vote. We have a right to voice our opinions. We have a right to campaign. We have a right to, to tell the government officials what we believe is right policy. And so we are encouraged to be engaged in those issues. Whether that's in our schools, whether that's um, in our communities and neighborhoods, or whether that's on a state level or a national level, we are to be engaged. But when the law comes down, we are to follow. You see, this world belongs to the world and not to to the church today. One day the whole world will bow bow before the Lord. But our allegiance is not to Caesar. Our ultimate allegiance is not to this world. And so when we, he sees that, when we sees that coin, he's telling people, listen, this world belongs to this world. This is Caesar who believes that he is a divine being. Take it, just give it to him. Let me be the one, let God be the one who will eventually bring judgment to all. First Peter encourages us to submit to local governments. Paul himself tells us that we should pray for our leaders. We are to be model citizens who love our government, not agree with them, but love them in prayer, in our discussions about policies, but also in our obedience to the law as well. Now, granted, in our time and age, we are allowed to protest. We are allowed to voice our discontent in many ways. And I encourage all of you, if that is in your heart, to do so, but do so lawfully before the Lord. Now, this answer would satisfy the Herodian all right, great, this is, this is what we want. And, per, and their thinking was, well, if that's the answer, then the people are going to be like, you're telling us basically to worship Herod. You're telling us basically to, I mean, to worship Caesar, to, to, to bow down to him, to give homage to him. But it's the second part of that answer. That really really hits home he says render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's and upon hearing this everyone marveled and everyone became silent no one could come up with a with a comeback to what Jesus had said because Jesus was telling the people that The things that belong to Caesar in the world, give to Caesar in the world. But then, the things that belong to God, give them to God. And you can imagine the thoughts that are going through their minds, and perhaps even in your mind. Doesn't everything belong to God? If I need to give a coin to someone who's a human being, a finite person, an obligation to him. How much more do I need to give to God for what he has given and bestowed upon me? And the question and the answer becomes something uh, of a spiritual exercise of why are you worried so much about something small as taxes and how much you give to this world as opposed to the worship that God deserves by you giving all of yourself to Him. And so this answer satisfies in many ways the law, to love the Lord your God. And the Pharisees and the Sadducees are like, we don't have an answer to that. And the people start to realize that it's not either or, it's everything belongs to God. And in worshiping God, we obey by rendering to Caesar what is Caesar's. Brothers and sisters, If you look at a coin, that coin, the images is of Caesar. The inscription is a divine priest. I urge you to go to a mirror or just look at yourself on your screen or look at the name that is there. You can't put your face up. What image do you see? Do you not see yourself? Look at the name that you have and make sure you understand that it's not simply the name that you've been given here, but it's also the title of sons of the living God or daughter of the living God. God made you. render to God what's been given to you, you. When we look at ourselves and we see how God has made us, God is the owner of us. We are in in, in this province, God's coin. We must render ourselves to God himself for he made us. And he loves us. Jesus came down from heaven in the image of God, in the image of man, that he himself may be seen as that which God has sent, that in his death and his resurrection. That he, as a perfect human being, may give to us his perfect righteousness. And that we, ourselves, receiving that perfect righteousness, may, see, our, may we see ourselves as that which is worthy of being with God forever and ever. So yeah, look around you, pick up a dollar bill, pick up whatever coinage you have around you. It says legal tender. Here in the US we say it's it's backed by good faith by the federal government, the Federal Reserve. But you know what happens to that dollar bill and that coin? Fades away. but how about you made in the image of God saved by God. You are God's creation and he has saved you in Christ and you are backed not by any human institution, you are backed by God's love, faithfulness and power. Let us give back to the Lord ourselves, to him. Worship him for thanksgiving. and Worship him in love. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and your mercy. In all things. And we ask of you, Lord God, to help us, Lord, to render to the world what belongs to the world in many cases, Lord God. Even if at times we we don't agree with what the world demands of us, we know, Lord, that whatever we give back to the world will fade away in many ways. But Lord, instead, we look to give ourselves to you above all else. It's in our giving ourselves to you that we find that in giving things to other people and giving things to this world becomes almost trivial. And we live a life of obedience to you that we may gain, Lord, the treasures that are waiting for us in heaven. So help us, Lord God to trust upon you, and to look upon ourselves in the mirror, and to rejoice that we belong to you. In Christ's name we pray, amen.